0: Are you ready to up-level your leadership game? Are you ready for that? Are you ready to build the skill that will be the most relevant one now and into the future? Do you know what that skill is? By now you probably know that that skill is the skill of multicultural leadership. And the way that you can do that today, like you you don't have to wait, you can go there today, is culturecoachinglab.com go check it out i'm so excited about it nine of my most requested trainings that i do with my clients go there today go purchase one or two or five of the online virtual masterclasses that are there right now go there now go like put this on pause go there now check it out purchase one so that you can start today building the skill of multicultural leadership Welcome to Culture Coach, a podcast with me, Nikki Lerner, helping you to engage in a proactive movement towards unity and understanding as it relates to culture and come from. Thanks for joining me today. You ready to go? Let's get started. Hey, thanks again so much for listening. You know, I wanted to create a space each week where you and I can learn about different cultures and come froms in a safe, non-threatening, non-embarrassing environment. I hope you enjoy this podcast. For more creative resources and ideas, you can engage with me at NikkiLearner.com. First of all, I would like to give a shout out if you are listening to the awesome team at Breakthrough Beverage Colorado. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking about you guys. I'm thinking about Brittany and Kate and Trav and Stephanie and Lisa. I just want to say a big thank you for the hospitality uh, being with you guys uh, in Denver last week uh, for our training uh, time together. You know I've already told you this, but uh, thank you for the trust. Uh, thank you for the hospitality. Thank you for... Uh, welcoming me and my team with open arms. We had a great time, and in case you guys are listening today, I want to just give you a shout-out. Thanks for joining me today. I know that many of you listen to me while you're walking your dog. Many of you listen to me while you are sitting in your office in the morning uh, as you are starting to prepare for the day. There are many of you that may be sitting around uh, during a staff meeting, Or you may be uh, together with your team and listening to this podcast together. There are some of you that are listening uh, that somebody sent this to you and this is the first time that you've listened to me. Hi, I'm Nikki. (laughs) Glad you're here. Uh, Some of you listen to me while you work out. Uh, Some of you listen to me um, for some encouragement Uh, when you are feeling discouraged about Maybe some of the work that you are trying to do, wherever you are today, just know I see you, I'm cheering loudly for you, and that you can do it. So today, I want to talk to you about three practices of a multicultural leader, because you do know that's who you are, right? And if you can't see it just yet, maybe you're still in the beginning stages of that. You do know that that is who you are becoming every single time that you spend time engaging in learning and practice towards your cultural goals. I build multicultural leaders. That's what I do. I help organizations move from uh, healthy, I'm sorry, two healthy multicultural spaces from uh, monocultural spaces. That's what I do. The work is not quick. Uh, The work takes time, but uh, it can happen. And I come from an environment uh, of where I used to work, where I was leading a team uh, of about 150 people. And, uh, they came out of an organization that was about 52 different nations represented, probably at least 12 to 15 different languages spoken. And it was uh, glorious. (laughs) It was awesome. And that's why I do the work that I do is because, um, I have seen it, I have led in it. Um, and a, a thriving multicultural organization is one of the most beautiful things that I've ever seen. And that's why I show up. Uh, and keep doing this podcast for you. That's why I show up and work with my clients every week. Uh, that's why I show up. So I want to give you a couple of very uh, practical, very tangible things that you can lean into today, all right? So three practices of a multicultural leader. Number one, hospitality. Hospitality. There is a uh a, there are probably a lot of things that we could talk about with regards to hospitality and what that means and uh oftentimes uh when you're dealing cross culturally what may feel hospitable to one person from a from a particular culture may not feel hospitable to the next person from that same culture um, or what may feel hospitable to you, uh, if you're part of a dominant culture may not feel hospitable to somebody from minority culture and vice versa. Uh, so there, there are a lot of things that can sit within the definition of hospitality. Okay. I'm going to pick, uh, a couple of things again, just remember that there are lots of things. The first thing is, um, just say hello. <laughs> is that deep enough for you today? just say hello. And it's, it's amazing to me, I, I, honestly, how many times I have to remind my clients to do this, to just say hello. H- saying hello is part of hospitality. Saying hello, particularly when you are in cross-cultural environments, you may not realize this, but just saying hello to somebody actually acknowledges the presence of another person. Uh, I have been on a many a Zoom call, y'all, uh, over the last several years in my work and you know when, when the pandemic uh, happened uh, back several years ago. And uh, there were many Zoom calls that I was a part of that maybe I didn't necessarily host, but that I was like a part of. And it actually was really surprising to me how many uh, senior leaders, how many managers started a Zoom call or started a Teams call or whatever service you use uh, and uh, everybody would, would be on the call and that person would not say hello to people on the call. Has this happened to you before? I can. It's like I can see you nodding in my head, right? Because you've probably been a part of this, right? It, it kind of goes something like this, right? So the, the virtual call opens up, uh, people start to come in. somebody's letting them into the room. You have that really awkward uh like minute and a half of what are we supposed to do? What do we talk about if there's only two of us or there's supposed to be ten of us? um you know the person who's hosting is probably you know doing the admin of letting people into the room and all those things right and then you're sitting there waiting, and then somebody starts the meeting off like this okay, everybody, let's look at the agenda. Have you been part of meetings like this? (laughs) Uh, You know, I I see people do it, um, and it's really interesting, particularly virtually, because I think we, we make a lot of assumptions, right, about what that space is supposed to be. And I actually, even though we've been in the virtual space for a really long time, I think we forget that we need to curate that space as well and craft it and... Uh, make it something that people want to come into. But I see so many leaders that just do not even say hello to the people on the call or uh, don't, you know, just look in the camera and just before you jump into your agenda or open up your book or whatever it is, to just look at people and say hello, like to say people's names to, um, you know, welcome them into a space. I know that this happens uh in real time in person. Uh, I've been... Uh, all over the place and I will watch people walk into rooms and not speak to one another at all. Uh, I've seen the host of a meeting walk in and not say anything to anybody in the room. And I'm just telling you now, this is a pro tip, is that if you want to emulate the characteristic of a multicultural leader, uh, hospitality and saying hello uh, is a given. You must do this. I know some of you who are, um, you know, maybe a bit more introverted, or you don't like talking to people. Or you're like, I don't, I don't want to do that. It's scary. I get it. And if I can be totally blunt with you as your coach today, look, man, it's part of the gig. It's part of the gig. You can't opt out uh, of connecting uh, with people. You can't opt out. You, you have to go. If you have the title of leader you have to go and be the one uh, to speak and to say hello. It's really amazing what it does because everybody can say hello, right? So if everybody can say hello, then we don't have to worry about titles and power and all that stuff. Um, We can just begin a connection with a hello. So that's the first kind of uh, sub point under hospitality. Uh, The second thing is... um, Actually, no, this, this will be the, the second practice of a multicultural leader. Um, and it sort of kind of sits under hospitality, but I'm making it its own thing right now. Um, and that is learn and practice people's names. Learn and practice people's names. If you are going to build and work in a thriving multicultural environment, with a lot of different people from a lot of different come-froms, cultures, uh, countries, wherever you're working, you are going to have a lot of different kinds of names. And they are probably going to go beyond things like Jennifer, Robert, uh, Caleb, <laughs> McKenna. Uh, <laughs> you know where I'm going with this. Um, Jeffrey, things like that. Right, you may have some names uh that may not be quite as easy for you to assume what they are. You know, by now you probably have seen uh this sketch from this duo Key and Peel. And if you haven't seen this, you guys, you gotta get on it. It's hilarious. It's from years ago, but it's a sketch online about the substitute teacher coming in and taking role. This is where uh, if you are a football fanatic and you know anything about Aaron Rodgers, the um, quarterback of the New York Jets, this is why people in sports circles call him A.A. Ron. <laughs> right? Instead of Aaron, it's A.A. Ron. It comes from this sketch of, you know, basically the substitute teacher is looking at this uh, this list of, honestly, mostly white American names like Aaron which I don't know if that's a white American name, but anyway, uh, but the the name Aaron is on the list, and instead of you know using very American dominant culture pronunciations, uh, he uses uh, highly <laughs> ethnic <laughs> pronunciations of white American names, and it's hilarious, y'all. So go go to YouTube if you haven't seen that, you have to see it. It is hilarious. Um, but anyway, it, you know, it it shows us a, a thing a thing where. If you're going to be a multicultural leader, you are going to have names that might trip you up, and so one of the best practices that you can do is to learn people's names and not only learn it, y'all. Practice because some of you might look at a name and be like, "Well, I don't know, uh, you know, I don't know how to pronounce that, or I don't know what that is." Or somebody might tell it to you, and you might hear it once, and you might be like. Uh, yeah, thanks, you, you right there, and never say that person's name again. But I want to encourage you as a leader, as a multicultural leader, to learn and practice people's names. And please, please, a couple things, okay? Again, these are multicultural pro tips for you because I'm trying to watch your back, all right? Please, when you get on a Zoom call, if you have no idea how to pronounce someone's name, please do not try it without asking them how. Please, I, I beg you, please don't butcher somebody's name the first time that you meet them. Instead of butchering it, just ask them. And you can describe them. Hey, um, there's a person there with a green shirt, green shirt and a white background. Can you please pronounce your name for me, right? And here's the thing. If it's something that is challenging to you, you don't have to hear it once and then keep it moving. If you hear it once and it's challenging, take the time to to learn it and ask that person after you have made a couple of attempts if you are still saying it correctly. It takes like a couple of extra seconds, but I'm telling you right now that people really appreciate when you are willing to take the time and the effort necessary to learn their names. And here's the thing. If you learn that person's name or hear that person's name, and then you see them later in the hallway and you're like, Darn, I can't remember that person's name. <laughs> Please ask them. Just ask them again. You guys, we we need to, as multicultural leaders, um, one of our our best uh, tools in our toolbox is being social. Uh, and again, I know for some of you that sounds really scary, but when I say being social, is these are the kinds of conversations we need to have. These are the kinds of conversations that we don't need to be afraid to have. It's all about how to respect the other person. So. Take the time to learn someone's name, ask them if you got it right, and please don't try to butcher it <laughs> uh, the first time if you, don't, if you can't get it, okay? So there we go. Uh, the third practice of a multicultural leader is multicultural leaders uh, respond to pushback, particularly around cultural matters. Now, let me tell you what I mean. What I mean is is that there are many leaders that I run into that are really afraid of somebody saying something like, you know, why are we doing this? Or, you know, if we're doing this, is this reverse racism? Or, you know, why are we doing this in Spanish? Why did that sign? Why is that sign in Korean? You know, just things like that. And a lot of leaders that I find um, who are working towards multicultural organizations are, like I have a huge fear about people saying things like this, or a huge fear of pushback. And what I would like to offer to you today is we only have that fear of pushback when we don't know the answers. There's a very good chance that you are scared to engage uh, when somebody brings that up because you don't have an answer for it. Multicultural leaders, when they hear pushbacks, they develop their answer for it so that they can continue to move about the organization and do the work that they need to do without being afraid of people saying things like, why are we doing that? And you know why they're not afraid? is because they have an answer. And if they don't have an answer in the moment, uh, they're not pressed about it, <laughs> right? They're not pressed about it because you know what they know? They know they're going to find the answer anyway. So, these are the three practices of a multicultural leader. One, hospitality, two, uh, learn and practices people's names, and three, responds to pushback. So there's a couple of, of, of things I want to share with you about these three things, okay? One is, is that these three things, and and trust me, uh, there's a, a training that I do that is called 25 practices of a multicultural Leaders leader. So, you know, these are just three. But These things require very little time or management on your end. Seriously. I mean, we're talking like an extra five seconds to learn somebody's name, right? The second thing is, is that it actually, it requires effort. So what I won't say is it requires a little effort uh, because that's not true. It actually requires effort. But here's the thing. These things, these practices are things you can control. You can't control the fact that you, you know, have been working on your diversity efforts, and you still have mostly uh, dominant culture people in your organization. Like you can't, you can't control that all the time. Now there are probably things you can do to make that better, but you can't like control that right now, right? You can't control somebody else's uh, viewpoint about something. You you can't control a lot of things, but you know what you can control as a leader? You can control uh, as a multicultural leader is hospitality, learning and practicing people's names and responding to pushback. And so, you know, when we are tempted, and this is a human thing, by the way, there's no judgment, but when we are tempted to feel like, you know, oh, we're not doing anything or ah, I can't do this or this person is not allowing me to do this. You know what we can do? We can do these three practices and I guarantee you if you start to do these three practices for the next 30 days, I I bet you, I bet you, you will start to see uh, some change in your team, on your organization, wherever you are. So let's put that into practice because those are things that we can do, right? Hey, uh, before I get out of here, Just remember, the Culture Coaching Lab is live, culturecoachinglab.com. You can go, you can buy uh, online um, masterclass courses. There are nine topics there. Very excited about that. Uh, You can click the tab that says Learning Lab. You can also click the tab that says the Practice Room. The Practice Room is really cool because uh, you can purchase all of the courses that are there you will also get uh, courses that are added during the time that that you have uh, the practice room subscription. You have a, a virtual group coaching call with me every month if you want it, and you get one ticket to a live event, a Culture Coaching Lab live event that we are planning here uh, in twenty twenty four. And so I am very very excited about that. So go to the Culture Coaching Lab dot com today go grab something um or at least sign up for the free course uh and stay connected with us all right i'm looking forward to seeing you soon um and uh yeah i guess i'll see you next week all right see ya bye hey thanks so much for making the time to listen if you like the insight today tell your friends and be part of the newsletter at nikki remember it takes that first decision to realize your vision for a more generous, multicultural life. I'll see you next week. This episode of the Culture Coach podcast is sponsored by Timekeeper Financial Solutions. Timekeeper helps creatives and small business owners keep their financial books in order so that you can do what you're great at. Timekeeperfinancial.com Keeping count of what counts.